G'day trail runners, welcome to episode 13 of the Trail Runners Experience. I'm your host, Coach Daniel Ferugia. On today's episode, we'll be talking all about race directing. And I am joined by none other than South Australia's favourite race director, Ben Hawkins. Ben is an amazing race director and he also happens to be a really good runner um, and coach. So hopefully you can get a lot out of this episode. I really enjoy talking with Ben. So sit back and enjoy the show. All right, here I am with none other than Ben Hawkins. Welcome, Ben. Welcome, thank you, Daniel. It's all right. Welcome to my studio. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So my studio today is we're actually sitting in my car, and because it's the only place where we uh, where it's a bit quiet. Um, so Ben, so mm. you're uh, so Ben's the you're the race dir- you're a race director, runner, mm. um, coach, father, ex train driver. <laughs> Done everything. <laughs> Done it all. So yeah. Um, so what what have you been up to? Late the last, most recently, what's going on? Oh, there's lots of things going on right now in my life. Obviously, mm. you know, family-wise, notwithstanding. Yeah, um, brand new baby boy. Yeah, little yep. Sydney. He's now uh, six weeks old. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's going really well. Very, very busy, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, just trying to get some plans happening and. So, yeah, you're um. So you're. You've been you've got a lot of races coming up at the moment because you're mm. being the race director. You're the head head of. Uh, or maybe you could tell us a bit where what what you do. So for those of you that don't, those people out there that don't know who you are and what you do, mm-hmm. you can just fill us in. Yeah, sure. So I am the like the founder and the I guess the director of Ultra Runners SA, formerly formerly Unigo. Yeah. Um, so we look after the ultra marathon calendar in, in SA, majority of, um, but also uh, do events management for SARC, the uh, running club, and uh, South Australian Road Runners Club, one. yes, yeah. that's us, so we've got uh, Urubilla coming up in just over, under two weeks, not very far away, um, but of course they held Adelaide Marathon and um, yeah. Barossa and all that kind of, those big road events. Well, Urubilla is their only trail event, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. They, um, they were the only, they were the uh, they held Urubilla is the first ultra trail ultra in um, SA. Yeah, started with the, I think twelve years ago now. And Sark back then were the only sort of event management business in, in SA. So um, they took it on themselves through guys like uh, Terry Cleary and John Glowick um, to to get it going. Yeah, mm. and then um, obviously the, as the race has gone through a few sets of hands since then, mm. as far as race directors. Yeah, it's gone through quite a few actually. Yeah, um, probably <clears throat> the longest stint they've had of you know someone as a as the same person directing every year has been I think two years maybe maybe three. Yeah. Well, Barry McBride did it for a few years there. Barry, <laughs> yeah, yes, right. he did an amazing job. He left a indelible mark, I think, on on the um, on the event, and I think a lot of it. A lot of what you see now at the event is thanks to what you know what Barry did a couple of years ago, especially in the tenth anniversary. Yeah, no, I was in that one. That was mm. great. No, um, yeah, and so you're 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 doing Yumigo uh, at the mm-hmm. moment, and mm-hmm. you've got a, a couple of big events coming up soon. Or when I say Yumigo, mm. you changed yeah, to Ultra Runners right. so Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so what's come after? I'm I'm very interested 
to find out what you're doing mm. after you're a villa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's lots of people to Me talk too. about. So <laughs> you're, there's something unique that you haven't done before, is that that's, right? That's right. Yeah. So your villa is 23rd of September, and then a week later, we've got the start of the Adelaide Six Day, uh, which is the return of the Six Day Running uh, Festival to Australia, really. Yeah. Last held Adelaide 2014, and I think before that was uh, Colac 10 years almost prior to that. So hoping to you know get it going to a standard where we can continue it you know year on year yeah and you've got a pretty good location at uh thornton park there yeah just around your your backyard it's about, my, isn't it? my yeah. neck of the woods it's mm. a beautiful running around the, the reservoir there mm. and the parkland there's plenty of space oh, it's beautiful yeah it is really good um 1.4 kilometer circuit 1.429 oh there you <laughs> it's go it's a bit of a bigger distance yeah it's gonna know. be fun mathematically yeah, yeah. um and it's it's a bit, I mean, I've done quite a bit of running around that circuit. I do a lot of my speed work there. Mm. Um, but there's a few little rises there that will, I think, will really get annoying for the runners. Yeah, I think so. Mm. It's not really an ideal, like, you know, I guess, record-setting course. No. You know, it's not, it's about, I think, 10 metres gain or loss, depending on which direction you're going in. Um, well, I guess yeah. it's the same, really, isn't it? So, but, uh, but, yeah. Um, it's not 100% flat. But I think in terms of, you know, around Adelaide, Aside from Victoria Park, where the last six day was held, um, there's not heaps of options. Victoria you know. Park, like flat, flat. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? it was. Yeah, yeah, it's an ideal spot, you know. Yeah. Um, but also getting the permits to, you know, basically mortgage an area for six days, it's pretty hard to get councils to agree. And I think Doug Curley had that issue with um, Adelaide last one. It was just Canada Council were just. It's just too hard to meet, I think, their needs as well. So really? Oh. I think, I, you know, so... Because I suppose it's a long time to be in one yeah, spot. Yeah, that's right. And you're there 24 hours a day too, you know, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, but you were able to... So Campbelltown City Council were on board. Yeah, and, so yeah. Sarah Barnett, she came to me, you know, with the question. I had no intentions at, you know, that stage to hold a six-day. My calendar's pretty full as it is. Yeah. But Sarah, you know, she's an avid ultra runner. She's been around the world with these events. And uh, she just loves the event. And I think her and a lot of the, um, I guess, old school ultra marathon runners in Australia really wanted to see it return. Yeah. But it's a big commitment. Um, also, you know, financially and, you know, family-wise and stuff. So, but Sarah was that keen that she, I was like, okay, well, I never say never. So let's give it a shot. And yeah. see how it goes. Um, I guess it's, um, it, the, I mean, being on a self-contained circuit, there's some... Logistically, it's a little bit easier than having to mark out a, a 100 mile trail. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, it's kind of like the track 100k. You know, like the yeah. best part about it is no, there's no course marking it. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have to. People don't have to download the GPS yeah. file. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's not. You can't really. You know, the path is not. It's not just one path at Thornton Park, but mm. I don't think. You know, we'll have obviously. Yeah, because it's quite busy there on weekends too, I think. It does, yeah. uh, People will be coming and going, and there are a couple of offshoot paths, but I think, yeah, it's pretty hard to get missing on that one. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Um, No, and so you've got that, you know, like six days, Mm. and you've got two other events. You've got the 72 hour and the 48? Yep, at the end, that's right. Yeah, which is in in and of themselves Mm. are ridiculously long races, but they seem so short by comparison. (laughs) That's right, like a sprint distance on them. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, it's breathtakingly far, as far as I, I don't even know how someone, like, you know, I, I say 100Ks to me is like <coughs> sort of the, the, the top, the ceiling for me at the moment mm. and probably will be. I but think 100K is like the, the extent of enjoying a trail run almost, you know, beyond that it becomes really, I don't know, 
you gotta dig so much deeper to get past that 100k. I don't even, yeah, it, I find it hard to, I find it breathtaking. And I mean, I guess it's what's interesting about the sport. But like, the, um, you know, there's this, I was talking, when I was talking to Beck Butler and just how it, everything just slows down. And she was saying how, you know, it becomes, you know, 100k is really fast, mm. you know, like mm. comparatively, you gotta be pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, so. It's like, it's like a, um, I read an article about 20 years ago in the paper about Don Wallace, who's our course marker now for Adelaide Marathon. Back in the 90s, he was running, you know, ultra marathons as well. But he won um, Brisbane Marathon in the mid 90s. And him, the paper recorded it as being like a sprint distance for Don because 42k is like yeah. compared to 100k is nothing. So it's all relative, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, uh, it is. Mm. But I mean, effort based too. I mean, mm. a marathon can be unbelievably painful. Mm. You know, it, it, for an, mm. I, yeah. But um, so I mean. You've got you'll have tents and stuff set up at Thornton Park. Yeah. So people will obviously will have some people will sleep, I imagine. I think most of them will probably yeah. have a bit of a, have a, a, a nap <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, so we have tents for each runner who wants one. Um, yeah, I guess all events will have a tent because it, you know, we're all over multi days, so Yeah. What kind of distance do you, could you see? I know there's a few good runners that mm. have signed up. Well what's a realistic yeah. distance that someone could run in six mm. days? I think anywhere from sort of for about the 650 to 900k would be starting to get up there. You yeah. Know what I mean, so the record's over a thousand k. Is that Giannis Kuros? Kuros yeah, yeah he's still got Yeah, that's course. right. So uh, only a, he probably didn't sleep either. No, he wouldn't have. He yeah. wouldn't have stopped at all. Mm. You know, um, but running. Yeah, there'll be a few. I don't know if they're you know the quality. The, it's a good quality field this year, but mm. uh, I think initially I've got to suss the course out. Like you look at Adelaide, the 24 hour. I mean, Felix ran that unbelievable 260Ks this year. Yeah. Um, but it's taken us sort of 10 years to get to that point where someone would come across and do that. So I think they've got to get a feel for the course almost. Yeah. Elevation. So, you, so you're saying not just running one lap is not enough to get a feel? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, I mean, I guess it's funny you say, like, get a feel for the course. Mm. Because, I mean... I've done the six hour, your, your six hour a couple of times, mm. and even after like four hours running around that, that uni loop, which mm. is 2.2 kilometers, mm. there's that one little rise. Yeah. After a while, that starts to feel like <laughs> a ginormous hill. Yeah. You know, and so I imagine there'll be, I, I feel like the little rises at Thornton Park will feel mm. similar, if not worse. Yeah. You know, um, is that it's kind of what you mean? Like, in, yeah, in I think so. I mean, the I'm impact just dealing with that over and over and over again. Mm. You know, once is fine, but it's different surface too. Yeah, it's oh, con that's right. concrete. So it changes from concrete to pavers to yeah, yeah. So, but that could be a good thing as well. You know, like a bit of a break up with the surfaces, kind of you know, good for the body, good for your shoe, your feet, or yeah, you know, I don't know. So yeah, I wouldn't know personally. <laughs> you wouldn't do it. <laughs> no. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't entertain a multi-day race um, yourself. Not inspired whatsoever. To no, be no. Never? No. Maybe like somewhere what? interesting like the Alps or somewhere, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That would be fun. Why do you do it? Like you're a race, you're a runner. Mm. So what got you into race directing then? Uh, because these events weren't on and I thought someone needs to step up and actually put them on. Yeah. You know? I think you gotta, it's, you got to give back a little bit when you, you know, running is given, you know, for my lifetime so much to me. Um, yeah. That sort of came time to actually give back a little bit as well to running. So, and, you know, if someone stepped up and held the six hour, you know, 10 years ago, I would be happy just to sit back and say, yep, you have it, because that's, you know, the important thing is the event's on, you know. Yeah. Who holds it is, you know, irrelevant, so. It's funny that it, 
it's so hard to get. I mean, that's amazing. You, you've given so much to mm. running mm. in the time that you've been race directing. Mm. And, um, but it's funny, like back in the day, I don't know if you've ever read these stories mm. in, in America, like in New York City, like it was a real spectator sport, these multi day events, these like six day events. I'm not sure mm. if it was six days. But in Madison Square Garden, there were events where people would run it around Madison Square Garden, right. and then people would would sit in the grandstand and watch for days on end. Right. And it was like, yeah. yeah. And there was the there was the coast to coast in America, and it was mm. like, I mean, these huge ultra events. Yeah. And um, I have to look up that one that one in Madison Square Garden, and it was yeah. like I'm talking like 80 years ago. Yeah. And um, I read a book called um, CC Piles. Trans America race or something about this guy in the, in the 1920s. This, yeah. this promoter who put this Trans America run on um, called the Bunyan something, the Bunyan race or something like that, you know. And these dudes basically and girls just ran yeah. from one coast of America to the other coast. Yeah. And this is back in the day when there was no like proper equipment, no, the shoes were like, they, they wore gumboots or you know, whatever they were wearing. Exactly. And there was yeah. no knowledge about, you know, and um, this is back. Yeah, you know, like hundred years ago now. Yeah. And back then it was a big thing, like it was sort of like a circus almost. You know, like people you know paid to come along at night time watch these guys. Yeah. Eat dinner or something. And know. that's the same kind of thing. Like mm. it's fascinating. I think, and I think that running could get that spectator feel again. Mm. You know, especially with the internet mm. and stuff like that. Um, but even, I mean, people. I've I've often said. I mean, not that I'm I'm for this, but mm. like people gamble on and and they bet on horses and stuff. Yeah. Like. Runners yeah. would be much more interesting. Yeah. You, you throw and down healthier. a... And healthier. Much healthier, <laughs> you know, not, not you know, poor, mm. some poor horse get beaten by... Yeah. But like, but then people go, oh, it's open to corruption. Yeah. But I sort of think if you offer a, you know, half a million dollar prize money for the for the runners, you're going to get the best runners oh, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, and I think... The, the big events show that, you know, around yeah. the world. The marathons get those runners come out because of the money that's on offer. Yeah, like, I think Dubai's got a huge... Packet, mm. um, I That's think. A surprise. And like, yeah, and like the top ten, they all run under two oh five or something yeah, or two oh six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, that's the way it, it is. You know, with you know, you, you kind of wish your money wasn't really involved with that that sort of thing. But everyone's needs are different. Everyone's motivations are different. So, you know, the you know Africans obviously see money as a more valuable thing almost than what we do. Well, what it provides for their family and their village, you know. Well, exactly, and it, it is. I mean, for them, running is a career. Mm. Like more so, they probably a lot of them will grow up thinking, "I'm gonna." Mm. In the same way, a young kid from Australia or America might grow up and go, "I'm gonna become a rock star and make heaps of money." Mm. They might grow up thinking, "I'm gonna be a mm. a marathon runner, trail runner, I, yeah, <laughs> trail runner, yeah." yeah. And make money, you know, yeah. like it's. Um, I would love that to be the inspiring thing for someone well, to, yeah. you know, to take up our sport. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've always wondered, like, you don't see many Kenyans doing, or, and, and <laughs> Ethiopians, right. East Africans yep. running, um, mar- or is it? yeah, like the trails and yep. the ultras and that. Mm. And I don't know, maybe they're built, they're just not built for it. They're built for speed, that's for sure. I guess you just have to strengthen them up a bit. Yeah, well, it's funny because, you know, 40, 50 years ago, they weren't even on the scene when it came to winning marathons yeah. at Olympic Games or whatever. Whereas now, all of a sudden, you know, no one could beat them. You'd be lucky to get one Western guy mm. in the top 10. Yeah, um, and they stand out, don't they? Yeah. So you have to wonder if that's where trial running kind of, or ultra running is at, is at now, where maybe in 20 years' time, there'll be some sort of change where we'll get them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, different. I mean, like, you can say whatever you want to say about race, but, I mean... 
they definitely have a genetic mm. predisposition to running amazingly well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was just I was talking to you earlier about the hundred k world championships mm. were just on this past weekend, mm. and um, Brendan Davies, who I've interviewed, ran like phenomenally fast mm. for hundred kilometers. And apparently it wasn't a very easy course. Right. Some hills in it, it was hot. And he did it seven hours and eight minutes. Mm. But that's only good enough. I mean, that's a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal time yep. for 100 kilometres. Yep. It's only good enough for 25th place. Yeah. And it was first Australian. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he's got every reason to be stoked. Oh, yeah. But the, the Japanese just dominate. I think, it, yeah. I think like six or seven of the top ten right. were Japanese. Right. And um, the guy that came first... Six hours and twenty-eight minutes. Yeah, what's the record? Like six twenty-five or pretty close to that. Like that yeah. yeah, and it's just and, and like does does sub six hours become the new mm. four, minute mile. four minute mile? Yeah. Well, I've said it for a while, but I think the hundred k distance is the new marathon. Mm. You know. Yeah. It's the new next challenge. It's the new test. Right? Yeah. yeah. Which you know it's hard. Humans are crazy. Yeah. You know? I, I used to think they used to say it was impossible for a human to run. A marathon. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? that's right. Now yeah. they're looking, you know, trying to beat two hours. You know, so that's become the new four-minute mile currently. Yeah. Once, once they beat two hours for the marathon, what's next? You know. Yeah. Probably, you know, a fifty k or a hundred k or. Yeah, you know? we'll just find a new number. It's yeah. all pretty arbitrary, <laughs> really. Right. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't really. Let's try. Let's train now for that, shall we? I reckon we should. Just, what's yeah, that? For the, for the next. The next big thing. Yeah, yeah. What could it be? The the sub. Who knows? Sub, sub six hour probably be the sub know, six hour hundred k. Yeah. yeah, just gotta gotta go out and find find an athlete actually, mm. and um yeah we'll coach them. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. let's okay. So you're a coach. I'm a coach. Yeah, yeah. What would you, here's a bit of um people who are interested in coaching advice. So this is gonna, let's play a, a like a, a thought like a bit of a thought game. Okay. We're trying to imagine we've got the ideal athlete. Yep. Well, imagine we've got, you know, that 628, the guy that won the world. What would you do to, how would you make them pers that person get faster to break six hours? What kind of training or what kind of, I know it's a huge question. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've always, I often play with that idea of like, it's like, here's a, here's a Ferrari. Mm. What can you do with it? The bigger engine, yeah. Yeah, how can you, um, I mean... It had to be like I'd love to see their their training regime to start with to see what they're currently doing. Yeah. But it's you know it's always it's volume and speed. Yeah. That you have to look at for sure. What sort of I mean my my with the athletes that I coach now, I've always yeah vo obviously, especially for something like a hundred kilometers and beyond, mm. I always put in a lot more volume than than mm. speed than mm. you know. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I, I quite often use a bit of the 80-20 philosophy. Oh, yeah. So, um, but even even less, you know, like I might, I mean, even bigger ratio of that. So 80% mm. easy mm -hmm. to to comfortable. Yeah. And then the last 20% is your tempo runs and your, mm. and your speed work. But, I mean... The issue is, too, the, the more Ks you do a week, the more speed, like, the more Ks you do in speed as well. Yeah, you know? so it all goes up. That 2% rule where... Your anaerobic runs two percent of your weekly volume gets more and more, doesn't it? You it know, does like, get hard. I mean, yeah, and it becomes a time thing. You're looking at maybe two runs, like, this, or maybe even three runs a day, or something like that. You know, like to increase volume, you'd be running the whole time, basically. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, if you've yeah. got a professional athlete, and like again, going back to the Kenyans, mm. 
they, they eat and sleep. This is especially the ones that get into these training camps and stuff. Mm. You know, um, the ones that lived up that live in the Rift Valley up mm. in um, a place called I think you know is it Eldorat where they mm. all come from. Yep. So many of them come from and train, and it's up at altitude, and they they'll wake up, they'll do a big group run. If it, if it rains, they don't run. So don't they run in the rain? No. How come? Because it's um, I, I've got a couple of Kenyan Facebook friends who I message occasionally. I don't know how we became friends, but we are friends. They yeah. run, and I asked them this question about this rain. Like, do they run in the rain? They go no. Nah. I was like, why not? Because like, it's it's quite a cold rain apparently over there. I was surprised to hear that it was quite really? cold. But they're scared of getting pneumonia, which are getting sick. Which is, I guess, a legitimate thing in a third. Uh, is mm. it a third world country? I suppose it. Or developing anyway, mm, mm. but um. So yeah, if it's but if it's racing and, and if if it's rain on race day, I'll yeah. sort of race then. But yeah, if they wake up in the morning and it's raining outside, they won't go for a run until it stops raining. Wow. Whereas here, mm. like I tell all my runners, I was like, <laughs> don't right. miss it. Regardless, go, put yeah. a jacket on and go. It's only hail. Yeah. It's only, seriously, unless it's like mm. lightning and whatever, yeah. I'm like. Okay. I think lightning is the one thing you don't. I've gone yeah. for a run before. And there's been lightning around me. I've just abandoned my run. I've gone home because yeah. there's no way you'd be running around in that stuff. Yeah, I know. I've been caught out before. Mm. Um, yeah, but um, but mm. no, it's interesting. So yeah, volume and like I don't know. I guess it, it, it is hard when, when you to try and train someone to get. I mean, you've had some pretty amazing athletes that you've tra you've trained. Well, they've like, had they've had me really. They've had you. <laughs> yeah. People like David Turnbull. You know. Yeah. They just they they got a good idea of what they're doing. Anyway, I think you just got to give them the direction. But I mean, he, yeah, he, Dave mm. Turnbull has held you, his, you know, in high esteem for mm. a long time, and you've mm. helped him through. Vice versa. Yeah. yeah, and like, but I mean, yeah, he. Only since you took him on, though, in the last mm. few years, he even said it on the podcast. Mm. Like, it really, his running went sort of to the next level. Yeah. You know, like, and maybe it was a combination of your combined efforts. Yeah. You know, and. Just having being accountable to someone. Yeah. You know, I think that's the crux. I think. Of it. Yeah. I think I don't think I knew any more than Dave does. Yeah. Um, I just think he just needs someone to bounce ideas off and. Yeah, it's um yeah it's amazing mm. and so now and I mean he retired and then very quickly came out of retirament <laughs> and <laughs> and now yeah he, he yeah. um once he's going for this uh he's going for an FKT mm. yep. yeah no but it's fascinating I think once your mind is kind of tuned that way you know it's hard to really go the opposite way and not be inspired by stuff yeah and I wrote a program for someone the other week and Dave saw it yeah and he hasn't been running you know much uh, he's been running obviously a bit but uh, we haven't been talking much at all about running but he saw the plan and it was talking about this person's um, splits for City Bay yeah and he was just like drooling apparently over <laughs> the idea of running a City Bay like, oh really you know, so he just loves running you know he just loves the idea of being yeah. regimented and all that kind of stuff he's um possibly one of the most competitive people I've seen though like he's such mm. a gentleman mm. and but mm. I feel like he's got two there's two versions there's Jekyll and Hyde yep. in a good way yeah because you see when he gets down to business you know he's just he's so focused and yep. almost it's almost scary and yep. um he's like, one of those guys who you can't talk to in an event because no. he's just got that He's you so know, he won't, you know he's just the yeah he's got his race face on yeah absolutely and yeah. I but also I think that and this is what I think makes a, a, a great runner's great, mm. is he probably sits in his pain threshold mm. for much of the time. Yeah. Whereas, you know, uh, most myself included, and as I'm getting older, mm. I try to find myself in a comfortable place yeah. for as much of it as I can. Yeah. But yeah, he, 
I think he's in the in the hurt the hurt locker as they yeah. say. I think the key there is also to not be like obviously training to be in that position and be able to hold that. Yeah. You know, um, for a you know, period of time is the key. People almost are too afraid to just push over the edge. I think you've got to sort of find that limit, um, yeah. know where it is, and it makes the rest of your running that much more manageable. Yeah. I think you know. Like, I'm not afraid to, like, say, you know, the fast runs like City Bay and whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm not afraid to run, you know, and vomit. You know, you just have and to. vomit? No, you just, yeah. like, I don't do it, obviously, but. Yeah, you just I know gotta, what you mean. I have before in the past, but you just got to know where that line is, not be afraid to get to it. It's, um, yeah, I'm, I I guess I'm a, I feel a bit, in a shorter event, definitely. Mm. But, I mean, like. Oh, yeah, the longest you know, stuff. When you're, in a, when you're in a long race and you're in. You know, you got 25 k's to go, and you're in absolute agony. And you're chucking up at 25 k's to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not a good sign. It can be hard, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So tell me about your mm. your own running. Are you, yeah. So you've um, so you're a gun runner, <laughs> but you've um, I was race, gunnish, Yeah. You're you're run you're you're race directing his sort of like a water pistol. That's kind of what gun I was. A, yeah. a water pistol? No. You, <laughs> look, uh, you still got some pretty good times under yeah, your belt, and I and I think um, you're only. You're still a, a, a young lad mm. at the at the at the, the ripe, not even ripe yet, not no, even <laughs> not, not even halfway yet. No, and so um, do you mm. like you race directing has taken up so much more of your time, and then yep. becoming a parent, yeah, and and all those things that are mm. the most time-consuming things in life. Yeah, what like mm. you want to keep getting in, do, doing oh, more running? I'm still inspired to run. Yeah, you know, I still run. That's what I am at heart, you know, and um. I'm looking forward to now that we've sort of got a routine with the family and I know how it all works. And I was pretty too afraid 10 years ago, say, to have a family because I thought I've yeah. been training so much. How am I going to fit a child into my life, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think you just adapt, obviously, like, you know, what it's like. You just find the time to, yeah. you know, work around it. So I haven't been training for probably about over a year now. Mm. Um, but, you know, Quartz has given me the green light to start training again. Oh, good. And it's hard because she's a runner as well. That's how we sort of met. Yeah. You know, she's and, a great runner, isn't oh, she? Oh, Courtney is. Yeah. Like, yeah she's, First time I met her, she was she leading some race. Yeah. Yeah. She she had a really good trail series, I think, mm. two years in a row. Um, and being not being a non-trail runner, because she was a road runner when I first met her. She's yeah. She's marathon, like, you know, half marathons and whatnot. Um, and she'll come back. You know, she, I've got no doubt about that. Yeah. She loves the exercise side of things. She loves the running um, and once the kids are a bit older, um, but anyway, it is hard to justify going for a run myself when yeah. she's stuck at home looking after yeah. the kids. So I've really got a bit of a bit of give and take, I think, for a, few, a year or two. You've um yeah no look, you got to my best my best bit of advice and is you've got to make that time for yourself. Mm. I mean, it's it's children are very consuming and it's mm. awesome and I, you don't want to skip over any of that. Yeah, I mean like. And it's hard, but I mean, I do most of my training now in the dark yep. at night, like after the kids have gone to bed. Right. And I know with a little baby, it's really hard because mm. they don't really sometimes don't you have a set bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I I found that it's taken the pressure off my my home life mm. is just getting out and doing those runs, and like yeah, sometimes eight o'clock at night or later. Mm. I don't really feel like doing it, but usually mm. once I'm out, yeah. it's not so bad. Once you put your pants on, you're yeah. single on, you're off, and that's it. Yeah, and you just, and even if, like I've always said, something is better than nothing, mm. and you know, you might not hit your exact, but yeah. So, yeah. no, look, it'll be good to see you get back out, and, and, um. Well, the goal is to come back this summer. This yeah, summer. Just do some track events nice. with ASA. Yeah. Just some short stuff, doesn't require too much volume. 
Yeah. To start with and then build into next year maybe. Yeah. But, you know, Good idea. Have more kids and then it'll be. <laughs> more kids. Yeah. Yeah. Is that uh, on? I, I guess know. that's on the cards then, is it? Well, we, yeah, uh, we hope so. If we're yeah. lucky enough to have a, you know, a third, then you know that'll be great. But oh, you'll you'll manage. And yeah. if if you can manage two, you can manage three. Yeah. yeah you know. I'd yeah. So that's what that's what we keep telling ourselves. <laughs> that's right. So far, so good. But um, um, mm. yeah, you know, like um, yeah. So you came from a? Did you come from a cross country background? Yeah. So obviously, you know, I say obviously, but I raced cross country at school. Um, I was one of those nine kids at school who ran pretty well in sports and was you know fairly intelligent in the classroom so nice um but in the end one had to win out over the other i think in high school so i stuck to the books a bit more oh did you um, yeah oh. you know, i think for grade 12 especially just to graduate and all that what a waste of time yeah no, no just kidding no. <laughs> but you know running's always been in the background and yeah I, once i moved to the gold coast for uni i sort of took up um i joined runaway bay athletics club yeah and did a lot of cross country with them and track as well and just you know loved it you know i think cross country anyone who does any running at all you should do cross country it's just yeah. a great combination of you know speed and endurance and you know a lot that's, of tactical yeah. stuff that's well. where i came from and mm. I, I mean i always said trails are just cross country on steroids mm. you know mm. it's just um yeah it's it's great it's, it's fun it's exciting i yeah. find it exciting anyway i'm highly and competitive yeah you are yeah In running i am anyway not anything else but just running oh it's good no i think there's an innate especially for men you know mm. there's some there's a there's a I think that's why men um, get drunk and beat the crap out of each other and mm. and get you know. For me, when I say it, running is like is my version of the pub. I don't drink. Yeah, the man. And, yeah, it's it is. Yeah, yeah, like you know, if you're still mm. if you're still angry and pissed off mm. with the world mm. after a big run, you obviously mm. haven't run hard enough or far enough. Yeah, you know that's so, right. Yeah. I actually find it I find it too hard to go for a run when I'm stressed. I don't yeah. use running as a. I want to go for a oh, run and enjoy in it. a good place as yeah. it is. But know. usually it doesn't take me long. If I, I I'm a bit the opposite. Like mm. I I just as soon as I put my shoes on, mm. I get that because I've got so much positive um, connection with the activity. Mm. Yeah. Very quickly I feel better. Right. You know, like so I'm. But yeah, so you're a bit the old, mm. other way. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's fine. Everyone's each their own. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I just liked. I mean, I still. It need to be a pretty stressful situation to be in to not go for a run. Mm. You know, um, obviously, there's yeah. stress every day in our lives. You know. Yeah. So, um, but I'd rather just start off a run in a good place. Yeah. In a way. Um, no, that's good. Mm. And I mean, you're being coming from a coaching background and a competitive athlete background. Mm. That you're, you're a bit like me that everyone has to have a bit of a purpose like yeah. oh, in terms of training yeah. like i like I'm, all, I'm more about quality over quantity especially with kids mm. like this past week i was probably one of my biggest weeks in a long time training wise and it was really difficult to find the time mm. you know i think i ran 80 mm. 85 kilometers this nice. last week yeah. and just time wise it was difficult but i made it happen yeah i wanted to run a little bit further this last week but you know mm. i'm pretty i can't complain about that but so i'm more interested in getting the quality in and yeah. feeling and i've come out of the week feeling really good and yeah. like ready to go again mm. and so it depends and, too on where yeah. you're at with your life you know like obviously that's what suits mm. you good right now because mm. of your limited time whereas yeah. once the kids are a bit more grown up then you'll probably focus more on the quality and the quantity yeah because you can but yeah no, I'm definitely, I mean, I'm de yeah, quantity is in, in so important, mm, you know, like, mm. and, and especially with this really long stuff, you know, like, mm. and I look at, 
I mean, I just look at some of these elite runners, or not even elite, semi-elite runners, you know, mm. like they, they're they not even, they do they have other jobs, but mm. I think, and they'll go out and they'll, they'll do 160 kilometers in a week or more, right. you know, like, and, yeah. and so, I mean, yeah. Some guys live and breathe that stuff, you know, and yeah. because they can, you know. Yeah, I guess um, what you do. Occasionally I'll still pop out to a, an ASA event and there are guys and girls running in there who I was running with, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah. And they still look the same. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, like, how do you do that? And the speed wise, and they've probably lost no speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. No, that's yeah. it. Well, I mean, um, yeah, I would look at guys, when I was in high school, mm. I think I may have told you about this before, when I was training for cross country and I made it to the New South Wales state championships mm. for cross country. I did that a couple of times, but I mean, I was never, I was sort of midfield, mm. you know, like it was such a, at that level, in, especially in New South Wales, it was really fast, you know, like, um, and I had guys like um, Martin Dent, yeah. who then went on to represent at the Olympics multiple times yeah. for Australia, but he's just run at the top level. Yeah for decades you know like and he's um still yeah just i look at that i guess that's just the decision he made you know Mm. like um but then i had a really good mate who used to run against him Mm. and was almost as good as him in high school right but then he had kids at a young age and not to say not to shit Mm. on the idea of having Mm. kids yeah yeah but it definitely but life it, happens. Yeah, you know? and so he doesn't really run anymore, you yeah. know. And but I, it's a bit of a shame. It is, you know. You yeah. can't get around that, you know. That's, mm. well, that's what you choose to do at that age. And you don't, you can't see into the future. You know, you don't know what's going to be happening in 10, 15 years' time. Exactly. So you might have kids at a young age and come back. Even late 20s, you know, 30s is still a good time to be an ultra runner, for example. Yeah. You know. There's some great runners in the community, in the, the like, especially in your ultra runners SA community and mm. and so and the other um, the trail running SA community like just generally mm. and there's some older runners who started at an older mm. age yep. and they're just phenomenal you yep. know like and they're, they're good like um, I'll, I'll, I'll drop um, uh, Uli's name you mm. know oh, he's yeah. you know that guy he's yep. faster now yeah, he, yeah he's, he's amazing <laughs> yep. he's, he's got you know, from he's got the body of a twenty-five-year-old <laughs> yes, in a lot of ways, so and he just keeps improving. And the hair of one as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm jealous. You me, too. me too. I know. I'm, I'm trying to grow mine out a bit, but it's oh, just going to end up with gross. a comb over. <laughs> it's a shocking comb it's over. Better than mine. It's a good thing yeah. this is a podcast and, and not a video. Got a good radio face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, I. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just going to say. Um, mm. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, mm. but. Um, I don't know. So starting late is not necessarily a bad thing. So no, yeah, plenty of examples of that. You know, I think uh, I can't remember her name now, but that female who won, she set the marathon record. This is probably going back twenty or thirty years ago now. Uh, I forget her name, but it was all she's like in her forties, and she basically ran her marathon off. Um, she had a stress fracture in her she had shin splints. I think it was actually. Yeah. And she did mostly water. Base running, yeah, and she came out and smashed the record for the marathon. You know, so that's amazing. You know, so there's no, you know, yeah. unless, you, unless you try, you're just not gonna, not gonna know, are you? Exactly. Um, so yeah, Are you going so as far as um, going back to your your race directing stuff, mm. you, what was the first race you ever directed? You know, like where mm. did, where did like and so so how it sort of all started for you? Where it was so 2008. I think it was yeah. the last year that Sri Shinmoy held the Adelaide 24-hour here yep. um, at Santos Stadium, which is the, the track. 
um, and they moved it in 2009 to Brisbane. Um, now this, like, this news, I think, uh, I can't remember where I saw it now. This is back in the day of Cool Runnings, the, where the running forum on the internet, you know, oh, yeah. before Facebook really yeah. took hold, you know. There's like just a massive chat forum on all things running in Australia. So not the Jamaican Bob thing. <laughs> no, it wasn't them. No, it wasn't as cool as them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's this forum that had all the races in Australia, basically, and there was chat, you know, like chat zones on every single one of these races. So this thing came up about the Sri Shimoy race being moved to Brizzy um, because there wasn't a big turnout here for 24 hour back in the mid 2000s. It was yeah. probably Twenty people or something like that. So yeah, they moved it to Brizzy, and then I was kind of it was a bit of a perfect storm for me because I was I was subscribed to Runners World back then, the magazine. Yeah, and you go to the calendar in the back of the magazine, and SA like the East Coast would just have like a page of races coming up on the calendar. Yeah, and you go to SA and there's like four events and three were Corporate Cup. You know? <laughs> so yeah, there's, wow. There's like nothing on. Wow. Know, it was advertised at least anyway. So um, it's like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. A bit over ten years. Only, ago. Well, only Sark really yeah. had the you know. Yeah, the, the big events really. This is before. I mean, Eurobella was. They would have had the marathon and yep. um, <clears throat> what's it called? Greenbelt. Yeah. 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 And um, they actually had this, this run, by the way. Like this run, I remember seeing called the Iron Will Run. The cyclist told a 60k run. This is pre Eurobella. Yeah. I can't find any information on it at all um, other than what I saw. Iron, Iron Will. Iron Will Run. So if anyone knows anything about that, I'd love to hear what that, yeah. where that was held or. So it was like a pre-Eurobella ultra. So it was a days. trail race or a, a road I race? I think it was road. I'm actually sure where it, even where it was held in Adelaide. Wow. But anyway, so then Eurobella came along. So um, 2009, I thought, right, that's it. I'm sick of seeing no runs in Adelaide, you know, like the cater to the ultra distance. And I just read um, Dean Carnese's book, Ultra Marathon Man. Yeah. And I was super inspired to like be an ultra runner. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think as many people were. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, but in the end, I ended up putting out this idea on Cool Runnings on the forum. How about we do a six-hour round uni loop to replace the event that Tree Shimoy took away from Adelaide yeah. in 2008. And we had um, 10 runners rock up. So people like Kim Williams was there, Colin Brooks, Terry Cleary, um, Sue and Brett Worley were also there. Yep. Um, and David Schmar, a couple other guys that um, Graham Toddy was there as well. Yep. None um, of those guys. Yeah. yeah. So ten, and including me, there was ten runners. It was the first and last it? time I ran on my own event. Yeah. Oh really? Because yeah. yeah, isn't the general rule, the golden rule? Yeah. Race directors don't run their own event. And they shouldn't, you know. And I yeah. discussed this with Brett Saxon from Trails Plus in Victoria. Yeah. Soon after that, I said, look, what do you think if I ran in my 12 hour next year and yeah. he said you know ben as a race director you need to be available yeah if things go pear-shaped you know you need to be yeah, you know, ready yeah. to react so from then on that was it you oh. know but i think being 10 runners you could get away with running in your own events yeah yeah um so yes yeah, so we held the and i had no intention of becoming a race director like i wanted yeah. to, I, mean, I was going to hold this one event a year basically yeah. you know and then now it's snowboard now i'm holding like 21 events a year or something wow that's including psych events obviously but um, I remember I spoke to you about six months ago and you mm. said your calendar was full oh, and, and I know that it's a lot more full now mm, yeah <laughs> it's over full it's gonna get fuller as well so, yeah you know, it's just um yeah. yeah but there's a lot to you know we I think my philosophy has been that I put events on that I wish I had the chance to maybe run when I was you know competitively running back in my 20s you know yeah so we do cater for a niche market in a lot of ways yeah but I think it means a lot to those people actually to come out and run uh, yeah, yeah absolutely 
So that's how it started, yeah. That's people how... love it. Like, you're not mm. going to find a more supportive crew of people. And oh, yeah. I, I still, I'm still trying to get my, put my finger on why people love it so much. Mm. I mean, every time I do a race, whether it's a good race or a bad race, I do ask myself, I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Like, it, it's just yeah. such a, but I, I enjoy it. Like, I don't, I still don't fully understand why I enjoy it. Mm. And, but people are just so, it's, it's such a leveler. I think yeah. it's because it's a level, and yeah. you know, doesn't matter what your job is, you know, yeah. what kind of problems you got outside of yeah. running, you yeah. know, you could have, and run, it's just, it's just running. Maybe yeah. it's just the simplicity of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're all, we're all in it together. We're all racing the clock mm. or, or not racing the clock. We're all out there. This is running in general. Yeah. yeah. And especially trail running, I think, mm. because, it, and long distance ones, mm. like really ultra events. And it's, well, we're lucky here. The community yeah. here is second to none like you, yeah. you don't go anywhere else in Australia and find what we've got here in yeah NSA. yeah you know, I agree I think um, I think we're spoiled for smaller, choice with trails oh yeah with such close proximity to the city yeah yeah I think so we're very very tight you know, very tight knit um, <clears throat> you know good things get obviously um, talked about a lot but also bad things do as well <laughs> so you gotta yeah you know, take the good with the bad I think in a lot of respects with being such a, a small state um, yeah but you know the overriding theme is that we just you know whether you're a runner or a volunteer or a, you know a business supporter it's just yeah you can't beat it yeah no it's it's um yeah it's bizarre it's mm. ama- it, it, like a, I think I don't think I'll ever figure out why mm. we do it but I mean maybe it is it's just that that sense of community and you know and I've said this not multiple times there's mm. no better place to see humans at their best no. than at the finish line of an ultra yeah you know I think it's a lot, it's a lot mm. of that goes with um, other events like triathlon, like Ironman. Yeah. You know, like you, those finish lines. I used to watch those whole Ironman finishes it's just great. finished. You know, oh, it's really, emotional. Yeah. And because it's the culmination of, of all the training yep. and then battling the course. You know, mm. from, you know, especially with these big races, just getting to the start line's hard work mm. sometimes. That, that's the main battle, yeah. I think. Once you're at the start line, whatever happens from there on, it's, you know. Yeah. I mean, you could be unlucky. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that yeah. happens. But, um, mm. But yeah, no. You um, do you have a favourite event that you organise? Um, yeah. One. I don't know. It's uh, they're, they're all they're your all, babies. They're pretty, they, they are because they're all mm. unique. I yeah. Probably, I haven't got the same event, you know, anywhere in terms of like location or distance or. Um, I'd have to probably go with the, the twenty-four. Like, cause it's really? just a, it's not a great time of year. So bloody cold overnight or it could be raining always cold yeah you know, on the friday i put on my wet weather gear and that's it for the weekend for me i'm, I'm ready to go i know I except for this bit. past year i know but it was cold lucky. yeah yeah i think i've done my i paid my dues i think in respect to the weather maybe i don't know because it's been pretty good the last couple of years i used to get a shocking weather yeah like we had the 24 hour two or three years ago on the coldest day of the year it was snowing at mount lofty that day i was in it that year oh, you are, i was right. in the six hour oh man and that i mean the bad. six hours was enough and yeah. even in that, we had hail and wind and rain, mm. and it was so cold. Yeah. And yeah, it was unpleasant. I think the volunteers <laughs> were just troopers that year because they just stood in it and you know copped it basically. I'm always amazed by mm. the volunteers when yeah. the conditions are really bad like that, yeah. because it's like you just, um, yeah. Well, at least with when you're running, you, you're moving and you're getting a bit of blood flow and you're mm. heating up. Yeah. But like the volunteers, they never seem to that bored no either it's, you know? it's amazing it, it is weird you know, yeah. I don't you know I don't understand it myself really I'm just grateful that you know yeah. they want to be there in the first place and yeah. give them their time so we try and make things as good as we can for them like with heaters and whatnot. but 
You just can't. Oh, I think when it gets rain sometimes. No, it's. I think again, it's the combination of the wind and the rain. It's the worst mm. because then. It's not, you can't hide from it when yeah. it's windy as well yeah. and it's squalling in and I suppose playing havoc with all your electronics and stuff yeah that I happens Malcolm's probably got the most problems with that with, mm. the, with the rain but yeah. in terms of um, people who pull out of the events they'll be fine the worst years are when it's um, cold but no wind so that, yeah. sh- that chill you know this year was bad we had a really this year was worse than last year yeah lots of people pulled out because eh? mm. it was Overnight they got really cold. Yeah, and, and it hits you really far. Like between yeah. two a.m. and four a.m. If you're not ready for it, four. Yeah, it'll just. Yeah, you know, we had the same conditions probably three or four years ago with Kevin Mannix coming out. I think that was the year Mick Thwaites ran his two twenty six. Yeah, um, but we had that night. We had some you know runners pull out, and I was taken aback because I thought, oh, there's no wind, there's no rain. It's gonna be a really yeah. great night for running. But it was our, our worst night in terms of pullouts, just wow. like this year. Yeah. So it's that insipid cold people just get taken caught out by. Yeah. Mm. No, I think um, I'm all about layers now when I race, <laughs> and um, I've I've been caught out a few times on mm. even on training runs, and you know the conditions can turn quickly up in the trails. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, you you know thermal thermal layer plus mm. if it's raining wet weather jacket, yeah. and yeah, I mean I saw people running around. I saw photos of the 24 hour this year. People running, because I wasn't there. Mm. People running, wearing their puffer jackets. Oh, running, yeah. You know? Is that cold? Yeah. This is a nighttime, was it? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. They would have, um, it's kind of good though. Like, yeah. as, a, as a parent, I guess now, like, you, you learn the lessons the hard way out in the trails, how, how fast you get cold and et cetera. Yeah. When you go out with your kids on a hike somewhere, you're like, you're mega prepared because you've got your mandatory gear in your back. All the mandatory gear. I know. I know. That's, um, it's funny you should mention um, kids. Because, I mean, that's mm. something I wanted to ask you about is, um, yeah. so, you, like, um, yeah, a lot of these events, they're pretty intimidating because they're long and yep. they're tr- on trails and the hills are crazy sometimes and, and um, they're not really, haven't been that accessible for, for the younger mm. generation yep. until now. Yeah. Because you've got your summer trail series, you've got your, mm. um, you've got the kids events yep. and they went, they started last year, didn't they? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. And yeah, a bit informally, but we had a kids' event at the start of the race. Yeah, yeah I think it's great. I know, I mean, I would have been entered back mm. in the, if I was a kid. Mm. Um, but yeah, and so now something you and I have started together mm. is that um, the trail trails for fun program. Yeah. Yep. So preparing kids for running trails. Yeah. So like, um, we're doing that in late October, mm. running through to the beginning of December. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us? like your yeah. ideas about that like yeah. I mean I'd, I'd yeah just to share that I think you and I are very much in the same like thought pattern with this even before we talked about it together you know like we both sort of saw that you know it's, it's been great for adults and um, them to to run these events but you know the kids and like you said when you're when you're a child you sort of wish you could you know do the same thing your parents do in a lot of respects and I think trial running it can be a, done safely it can be done kept short you know yeah, um, and can be made very welcoming yeah. for children, you know. But to get to that point where you have a you know five or six year old or a seven year old lining up at the start line of a tri race, you know they need yeah. to probably be aware of what they're doing and you know, yeah. And they've got their parents there obviously with them to start with. Yeah. Um, but to give them that confidence, you know, leading into their teenage years, I reckon. So yeah, I just think it's important that you know, and we know that trail running imparts a lot of knowledge as well. Other than what running's all about, you know, trial running is, it talks about safety in life in general and, you know, just being aware and 
and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's important that they, yeah, knowing some survival skills. Mm. Obviously, not not to the level of Bear Grylls. Mm. You <laughs> That's know? my thought just then. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to, you mm. know, things would be going really bad if you've got mm. to start drinking your own weed. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah. I've never had to do that <laughs> in a trial race, <laughs> but I know it has happened. Put it out there, yeah. Um, but, um, no, um, but, you know, just knowing yeah. about a little bit about um, trail safety, hey, like yeah. about, um, you know, what to do if the. You know, get lost on a trail. Yeah. Obviously, you wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. We're not advocating that kids go exploring trails mm. on their own. Mm. But I mean, I think this is where it starts. And then, yeah. I mean, now, at this age in my life, when I'm on the trail, I want the trail to be there forever. Mm. So I, I want to learn. I take try and if I find a bit of rubbish, I pick it up. Yeah. You know, and that kind of conservation aspect, I mm. think, is really important too. Yeah. As, and especially like if we, we're running through national parks and that, and the rangers are finding packs, gel packs, mm. you know, you want to, you want to teach kids from a, a young age that you know that's not cool. We want to, mm. even if it's an accident, we've got to take care of it. Yeah, yeah. But that'll become like an uh, uh, like inbred thing with them in life. You know, they'll go down the side like the pedestrian like sidewalk and see rubbish on the ground and pick it up off the ground you know like, well yeah you'd hope so anyway at least we have to mm. and i think it, and that's why we just have to i think explicitly teach that mm. you know and just go okay this is not going to be here forever yeah and we might not be allowed to go in there if they want to you know they might close the heaven forbid the mm. trails get closed off to the public because you know i just see them as an artery and an opportunity to to be in the bush you yeah. know yeah and, this, and see koalas and kangaroos it's exciting as well for them, you know, like to oh. be out there with the animals and things like that. Yeah. Oh, look, mm. I love mm. it. Like a big mm. event, mm. any out in, in trail running, I do like that aspect of just getting wild, mm. getting in the, getting amongst yeah. the wild, getting a bit dirty. Yeah. And, um, you know. That's the appealing thing, I think, with trail running is that you can go back to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Be a bit younger again and, you know, run through the muddy, the muddy puddles and all that. And you've got nothing stuff. else to think about. Yeah. You know, you're doing it. You've got a single focus. There's no cars you know, on the road and that kind of stuff. You don't, you're not thinking about your mm. bills. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking about uh, mortgage. Got to pay that mortgage. Mm. Oh, I've got to go to work. Yeah. I mean, you might think about that. But, you know, yeah. it's just it's just a one thing. Yeah. That's what's beautiful about it. Yeah. So, so for kids to learn that would be, I think, just be amazing for them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. So we might, um, we'll talk, we'll, We'll tie a knot in this one in a second. Mm. Um, before we finish, I um, just two things I want to do with you. Mm. And so, the oh. upcoming events yep. in the next few months, yep. and maybe here's your chance to, to spruik a couple of, uh, you can spruik your website. Yeah, it's, yeah, sure. And um, so what's coming up next? So, uh, we've got the sixth day on the 30th, uh, and then Hyson is, the twenty, the last full weekend of October, the twenty sixth, I think, of October, I reckon it is. Yep. Um, that's the one hundred five kilometres plus the shorter thirty five and fifty seven kilometre events. Then after Hyson, we've got the trail series starting on December nine at Anstey Hill. Yes. So, yeah, we've got the the four race series over four months. And it's pretty accessible to people who might be intimidated to run even thirty five kilometres, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, and that's what that's what our goal is, just to bring the trails and our style of you know, events to the people um, you know and offer them a chance to do something bigger next year possibly with our bigger events you know I think you as you know you sort of the more you run the you set bigger bigger goals for yourself yeah I think you know in general obviously people are just out there for fun as well um, but for those who are inspired by their own performances you know they've got a chance mm. to go bigger and longer next year if they wish exactly yeah, yeah. 
Um, mm. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, coming in and volunteering with the six day mm. and um, seeing the maniacs down there. And I can say that because I have no desire mm. to ever do it. And I think my wife will divorce me if I <laughs> even can conceive it. I think she's get drawn the, the line at 24. Mm. If I ever do a 24 hours, yeah. I don't think I'm allowed to do any, maybe a hundred yeah. miles. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't really have a burning desire. I should be there as well if you're out in the Flinders Ranges, you know, doing 100 miles. Yeah. You can't go anywhere anyway, so, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to get back up and do the 100. I'm wanting to do the miler next year. Mm. And, um, yeah, and have, have, next a, year. have a crack at that. That's, that's mm. got to be one of my favourite events of all time, this location. And I know you mm. worked really hard at getting the Hubert 100 going. It took eh? a few years to get it off the ground. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. It's um, running quite... It's starting to get quite a good little community... Mm. to it now I think yeah and it's hard a lot of noise out there with other events around the Is country that? you know so yeah yeah um, and obviously the east coast is obviously very popular with the mountain running type stuff which is you know which is yeah. great being out there in, in the wild but um, yeah Flinders is a very different again very unique experience so magical I mean it's, mm. I think it, it's one of the things I love the most about it is that finish line where because you've got a captive a captive audience, most mm. people go, well, I can't just hop in my car and go straight home. Yeah. I mean, they could, but it'd be kind of crappy driving six hours or five hours. Yeah, just for your own run yeah. and then go home. Yeah, yeah. but like, yeah. I love it. Everyone's sitting around yeah. and, and there's like a little party atmosphere at the finish line there. Yeah, it's kind of that was built for the event, wasn't it? That, that little that amphitheater, it's great. <laughs> oh, look, we missed it this year, and mm. we definitely, we've, it's the first time we haven't been there. Yeah. So we'll be up there all, with all the whole clan because you were there with our promo weren't you we took this with Michelle yeah and my that's right that was yeah, great that was a good trip no it was, it was mm. awesome man mm. you made me fall in love with the place back then <laughs> but I've, I knew I was, I was gonna love it before I even got up there yeah you know? like I had the event in my brain before I'd even been to the fitness ranges so really I yeah just, you just know just, just what people say about the place and the the, the we'll pee in a pound there's big those rocks and just you mm. know it's so good too when you're running back towards it and you see the um, St Mary's Peak just mm. looming larger and larger as you come and you know you're almost home yeah. and you know luckily the 100k is the only one that doesn't have to go over <laughs> Twice, it Twice, yeah. I know so it's good but I think that's the best the best way to. it's very yeah. achievable too it's quite flat I mean, in general it's yes. just that one real big yeah, climb and it's early on yeah. and, and yeah. even and even for the, the people who do it at the end mm. it's so I think it'd be worse if it was in the middle of the race Yeah, you know people would because that would break people yeah. more. Yeah. But you know, when you're that close to the finish, you think, well, I'm going to get through one way or another. Yeah, that's right. I don't imagine you get many DNFs on the mountain because no, because they can't really get off it. What are you going to? It's just quicker way. just to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thought I had. Yeah, doing Razorback, the, you know, run over it, uh, Mount Feathertop. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle of nowhere anyway, so you think you're going to fall over here? Might as well keep going. Exactly. Yeah. All it is, is the only choice is by helicopter rescue. That's it. You know. Oh wow. <laughs> What's well, like um uh, you're a biller and people mm. complain about how hard Black Hill is. Mm. I've never found that a problem because you're only no. a couple of k's from the finish. Yeah, it's Horsnell's Gully that I always yeah. that always nails I me. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah it's the middle of the race and it's a big climb. Yeah, and you've still got about twenty seven k's to go. Yeah. when you get to the top, I think if you get to that, that point though, if that top of that gully, yeah, you know you're going to pre finish pretty much from there. Yeah, if you're within cutoff. Yeah, that's mm. right. Alright, so to finish up, mm. we've got what I always do is the fast five. Right. You might have heard me do it. Mm. Um, so I usually have them written down, mm. so I'm going to do it from memory because I've done it a few times now. I'll see okay. what the order might be different. Okay. So five five kilometres, <laughs> yeah. five quick questions. Yeah. Okay. Alright, 
So first kilometer. Mm. Your favorite post race treat. So you finished a race, what do you have? Oh man, that's easy for me. Yeah? I'm a big iced coffee fan, you know. Oh so you are. I drink the feel good, but post like long, long run or post yeah. big event, I'll drink the full and Farmers Union iced coffee. Nice. Because it's, you know, it's fat and stuff like that. So. Yeah, you need it. And yeah. apparently it's quite good recovery-wise. Yeah. You, I'm pretty sure you've got, you, you've got like 50%, you're a 50% shareholder, aren't you, in that company? <laughs> I just fall with... Based on all the yeah. iced coffees? I never used to be. Like, I'm from Queensland. I just couldn't believe how many, like, there's like more iced coffee here than Coke. Like, we had like, I used to work at a service station here. We had like 27 facings of iced coffee. I love <laughs> no. it. Yeah. You go to Queensland, there's like maybe you get like one or two rows of the popular, you know, iced coffee. So, yeah. It's, it's a state drink. I don't know why. It's, just, it's kind of bizarre. Yeah. Okay, kilometre number two. Mm. What is your bucket list race? It's so, always been Western States. Western States. Since reading Dean's book, I just, you know, I want to go feel the romance of the Western States. It'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. I, um,. Well, it's never. It's not too late. It's not. No, not I'm, too late I'm, at I'm all. Hitting peak age soon, as they know. You are. Yeah. And you know what? You're probably still fast. You've just what you've just done. Just rested yourself for <laughs> a little bit. It's like my long, long taper. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I, I, that would be up there. That would be my top three. Mm. What was your favorite? What's your bucket list? Oh, my bucket list. Mm. Um. Western states. I guess it flip flops. Mm. Western states would be up there. I know it sounds it's local, it's Australian, mm. but it's um, UTA. I, I haven't. I'm probably one of the only runners in Australia that haven't done it. Yet. Oh, right. And um, mm. I'd like. I want to. I wouldn't mind getting over there and seeing how I go up those further steps. Yeah. You know. And um, yeah. you know, I've I always, ran it once. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty oh, hard. I, I walked it once. I, didn't <laughs> run it. I walked it. Not ran it. Once. Up those stairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it looks it it, it looks mm. pretty beautiful, and I know mm. the Blue Mountains quite well because I grew up on the east coast. But oh, yeah. um, yeah, it's a good run. Yeah, I think I wouldn't. Don't think yeah. it's the best? No, I don't. Yeah. Like, personally... Well, it's changed hands now. It has. It's not UTA anymore. Iron Man's bought it out now. Yeah. So, so they're getting that'll, into the market, yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Hope they don't put a run, a, a bike leg and a swim leg in it, <laughs> just to make it more... It'd be mountain biking and, you know, canoeing or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, could be interesting. I don't think... I think there'll be a lot of unhappy people. <laughs> people don't like change. They you know? don't. No. They don't. You just got to roll with it. Yeah. It's, it's weird. You, you cut out one little section of the course. Yeah. Or you do a slight redirection. It's yeah. the worst thing ever. Mm. <laughs> you, I know. Yeah. I know you but know. And then the year after, it's you know, new problems. So, yeah. Um, question number three. Mm. Number three. Um, complete the sentence. Mm. Running gives me. The one. Running gives me the answer to the meaning of life. Oh, Very deep. That's sad, you know? It is deep. There's so much in running that permeates into the rest of your life. So I thought the, the meaning of life was, uh, was 42, 42 which yeah. is a running reference in a way when you think about it, because... Yeah, I never thought it, of that, actually. Marathon. Um, that's from Hitchhiker's Guide, isn't it? Mm, yes, yeah. it was. It's great. All those years ago. First time I read that book, mm. I was like, huh, marathon. I reckon the Douglas Adams was... Did a, he inspire you to run marathons? Maybe. Mm. On some subliminal level. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Uh, where am mm. I up to? Number four. Kilometre mm. four. Mm. In a 5k race, this is always my worst kilometre. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, where mm. was I up to? Jeez, um, uh, this is good. I'll, I'd like to say I'd edit this out, but I can't actually remember what the question is. So I hope we don't DNF the, the mm. five because no, of me. No DNFs. Um, Come on, help me out here. Mm. What was I can't it? I can't recall what you asked Beck last time. 
Hang on. Um, um, okay, so next question. It's Number me, four. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm a terrible... I'm, I'm the world's worst podcast host. That's right. Um, so, what is your favourite running documentary or running film? Document. Oh, okay. Film... Film or documentary. pretty easy. I, yeah. Um, pre. The um, story on Steve Prefontaine. Fantastic I movie. I love it. It's just an amazing... Like Billy Crudup looks just like Steve Prefontaine. <laughs> Bizarre. Great. I think they've made two yeah. movies about him. Yes, there's Fire on the Track is the other yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but I like that one too. It's got a few good actors in it. Terribly tragic story. Ah, it's, uh, you just wonder what could have been, you know. Yeah. It's just one of those things. But he was also a fighter for you know, for runners' rights and all that kind of thing. He well, was. You know? You're right. He was a, but just his attitude. To, I just love his attitude to running. You know, I think... Um, I understand why runners don't run their best at world championships because it's all about placing. Yeah. But he didn't care, you know. Yeah. Like at Munich, he just he just went for home like so far out, and that's the kind of attitude I love in racing. Oh, he's all or nothing. What was yeah. his, the famous quote? Um, if you give anything less than your best, you sacrifice, sacrifice the, the gift. gift. That's yeah, right. it's great. Yeah, my coach one time got up me too for not running the best in a race. Running your best. Yeah, I didn't. didn't run, it was a 1500 meter at Ipswich years yeah. ago, and um. I'm sorry, I'm going to finish this soon, but he, um, I was, we were, I was seeing a pack, um, the leader was like off the front, you know, he was like a good hundred metres off the front, and I'd just given in, so I just sat, I knew that a lap and a half oh. to go, I was going to get second, because I was feeling really good, uh. so with, you know, lap to go, I just took off and just ran second, but my coach was like, Ben, you ran like, shit, <laughs> you know, oh, really? like, next time, run harder, because he knew well, could I you held back, him? I couldn't have, I, in my head, I couldn't have caught that front guy, but... I will never know now because I never actually yeah. tried. And you know, you might, if he had turned and seen you coming home hard, mm. it could have put him off. Mentally, and you, that's yeah, right. you, it could have made him, uh, you know, trip over or, yeah, yeah you never so know what's going to happen. That's right. So from then on, I just said, no, nah, it's going to run mm. hard. Yeah. Run smart, but run hard. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Mm. All right. Well, I can't well, remember what the fifth and final kilometre is. That's right. So we're going to have to DNF. There we go. I've just registered my first DNF on the podcast. I'm terribly disappointed. I think it's me. It's my looks, isn't it? It is. It looks. Yeah. You've got a good face for podcasts. <laughs> All right, uh, man. Good one. Well, it's been good. We'll have to do yeah. it again. Thank you. I much appreciate that, Daniel. No worries. So make sure you check out um, ultrarunnersa.com. Ultrasa.com. Ultrasa.com. Yeah. Say it again. Ultrasa.com.au. Great. And you can find out... All the awesome events. Yep. It's a very comprehensive website. Mm, thanks um, to Mark and Ben. Yeah. So um, and sign up for an event today. Don't be don't be afraid. Don't be a don't be a baby. You can do it. All right. Thanks, Ben. Talk to uh, you soon. Thank you. Bye. That brings us to the end of episode thirteen of the Trail Runners Experience. I really hope you enjoyed my chat with Ben Hawkins. I know I did. For those of you that are playing at home, um, you may have noticed that there are only four questions in the Fast Five. There's my first DNF in the Fast Five. I'll have to learn to write my questions down in the in future. Um, but if you're interested, I did remember the final question, and I emailed Ben, and he has let me know that the answer to question five, which is, do you prefer roads or trails? His answer was, of course, trails and that seems pretty fitting seeing as this is the trail runners experience so there you have it and if you're interested in being involved in the trail running program for children that ben and i are organizing 
uh, check out Trails for Fun on Facebook and uh, follow the page and you can book in. And the first, um, the first program runs on the 31st of October and it's in Adelaide. So this is more for local Adelaide people. You're welcome to travel across from another part of the country because it is a pretty unique program. And we will be aiming at primary school age children and learning all about trails. So check out the Facebook page and you can book in there. And it's a six-week program and the aim is to give kids some skills that they don't have or maybe they don't have and um, obviously have a lot of fun. So trails for fun. Okay. So that brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you had a, a nice time. Um, I'll see you next time on the Trail Runners Experience.